0: The high end part of Ohio State's 2024 recruiting class might be the best in the country.
1: You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Ah, we have made it to the final show before Christmas. I hope everybody's looking forward to sitting around the Christmas tree with their family, opening gifts. And then looking ahead to the end of the week next week, when the Buckeyes play Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. Welcome in, Buckeye fans, to a Friday edition of Locked on Buckeyes here on Friday, December 22nd in the year 2023. I am your host Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast, and today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase during today's show. Locked On Recruiting Analyst Brian Smith will be with us to analyze and break down the Buckeyes' 2024 recruiting class. We'll touch on Air Nolan. Jeremiah Smith, Edric Houston, Aaron Scott Jr. and others, and also discuss if the Buckeyes need to go to the portal to get a quarterback and a running back. This is the final show before Christmas. There will be no show on Christmas coming up after that on Tuesday on the 26th. The plan is to get a crossover with Locked on Mizzou to preview the Cotton Bowl. Buckeyes and Missouri Tigers colliding in one show. And the rest of the week next week, previewing and looking towards the Buckeyes' final game of the season. And as you welcome in Brian Smith, Locked On Recruiting Analyst, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official Recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College network. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions apply. Brian, I am really happy to talk to you on this day a day after Ohio State signed their 2024 recruiting class. My first thought about this class is that it's a solid class. Yes, you would like more numbers, but I'm happy and pleased with the quality of player that Ohio State has in this class.
1: Uh, The high-end part of this class is ridiculous. It might be the best in the country, one through seven. I mean, you could make a strong argument for that. Of course, Jeremiah cements that, but Edric Houston and some of the other guys, Aaron Nolan, yeah, it's really, really good, man.
0: No, it's it's amazing and you mentioned Aaron Nolan. It's really huge to have him right now going into the next offseason when there's going to be a quarterback competition once again. I don't know if he'll start next year. I really would be surprised if Ryan Day started a freshman uh a true a true freshman at quarterback, but he does add an element at the quarterback position that I don't believe either either of the other quarterbacks possess.
1: Well, he's got natural touch. Um, he had his junior year when he had some more players around him. What was it? He had like 50 touchdowns or mm-hmm. something like that. He just has a ability to put the ball where it needs to go. Really good kid. I know him pretty well. I think Ohio State fans are going to love him. And he'll come in and compete. He's not afraid of anything. Uh, he's a real calm and cool, collected guy. He'll end up starting for the Buckeyes at some point.
0: When you mentioned earlier about the – kind of the top end, the high end being one of the best possibly in the country. What players do you highlight and you say, oh, these guys make up this core of the elite class at the top for the Buckeyes?
1: Well, Aaron Scott's a guy I think that's important. When Ohio State is rolling, you know they're going to have offense. That's not really debated here. But when you get six-one-six-two corners that can move it, he's an in-state kid too, he's Springfield. So Northwest Ohio, I think that's really important. Ohio State – has, you know, they've done a great job recruiting nationally. But if you can get an in-state kid like that, that's great. He's going to play hard for the Bucs. And then also, just in general, the speed. I mean, Jeremiah Smith, you have to mention it. I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. But the other receiver is a kid from Indiana. He's from Fort Wayne, basically. Yeah, Mylon Graham can float. Like, any other year, they'd be like, oh, that's our best receiver. They got Jeremiah this year. Okay, I get it. Graham is a dude. I'm telling you, he can come in and play. They figure out a way to get him on the field. He's going to make some hay.
0: Well, you talk about Graham and Smith. Ahead of them in the previous class, you got four guys that are really, really good. I think Tate and Ennis in that foursome, that core from last year's class, I believe those two guys, one, Tate I think is going to get on the field automatically next year. They got to find a way to get Ennis on the field as well. I don't care if he's a second-year guy and you got guys that have been there three and four years ahead of him. Smith and Graham are special. But I also think, Brian, Tate and Ennis are special as well.
1: Well, I know all those kids that you just mentioned, like Tate and Ennis, they played in Florida, so I know them for SFE, the same program Jeremiah is from. you got to find a way to do it, but they also got to earn it to a certain degree, and maybe part of that will be special teams, like they use Tate in that role in some capacity. I'm curious which guys they put in which spots at receiver, and do they move them around or whatever? Like Jeremiah told me that right before this season, he goes, well, I go to Ohio State, I'm going there to take somebody's job, and yeah. that's the kind of mentality the number one player should have. But it is not starting as a sophomore. It'd be hard for me to imagine because he was really, really good. So, I mean, that, that's also why Ohio State's loaded at receiver, though. He's competing with a lot of good players.
0: You know, losing Fleming is one thing that Buckeye fans are going to realize on the field because he brought a leadership quality to them that they definitely needed at that position. But if they lose also Abuka and Harrison Jr. to the NFL – Could you realistically see a scenario where it's Ennis, Tate, and Smith on the field next year?
1: I'm sure they would want to go away from that if they could. You want to have a junior or senior, but Ohio State's one of the few schools where the talent is high enough where maybe that works out. But I don't know. Do you want that in the Michigan game? Do you want that in the Penn State game? Right, right you know, or, I, well, next year, the, the Big Tens, I don't know who all they play, but, like, don't, don't get me started on that, but, like, is Oregon, SC, whatever it is, there might be some moments where they mix in guys, even if they want to get Jeremiah the ball, and he might lead him in receiving next year. He's that talented, but they might have other guys on the field that are still going to run the right route, especially on third down situationally. I think it'll be systematic to a certain degree, but in special circumstances, you might see some experienced guys on the field.
0: You know, you talk about those other guys at the top of this recruiting class. We mentioned Aaron Nolan a little bit, Aaron Scott a little bit, Jeremiah Smith. But the one guy, Brian, in previous years, Buckeyes may not have gotten, Edric Houston. And this was one that when the news came out that he was gorgeous, signed with Ohio State, I was huge because I remember on this show, and I forget if it was you or um, or John previously discussing, hey, Keon Keeley, Damon Wilson. Will the Buckeyes get them? No, they go elsewhere. And the Buckeyes are sometimes missing some of those elite defensive ends. And the narrative was you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. You got to him a little while back in, I believe, 2021. You missed some later. But getting Houston now, especially when I believe Ohio State desperately needs some really good youth at that position, that's huge for Ohio State.
1: Their D-line class still came up short of what it should have, numbers-wise. Yeah. But if they hadn't got Houston, I mean, I know he's a famous D line coach, but there's been a lot about like, you know, we need to make it. That might've been the, like, I'm not donating anymore. Like Ohio state fans are not very realistic. as we both know (laughs) we're not, but Larry Johnson has struggled some in the last year or so getting some of the elite kids across the finish line. I think that's less about Johnson and more about NIL than it is anything else. Now, Alabama was the team that allegedly was going to flip Edrick that I had heard. Maybe there was another one involved, but whatever the case was, he ends up a buck. It's interesting because they need help at D-line, which you don't normally think the Ohio State, right? And I'm telling you, I've seen that kid go through drills. I've seen him in one-on-ones. I've seen him put the pads on it. That is a very good football player. He could play next year. I'm not sure if they'll use him in multiple roles, but long term, I think he can play three tech and strong side. Oh, wow. One hell of a football player. Yeah, he's 250 ish, give or take, in his okay. junior year. He might be a little bigger now, but he has great hands and he's got some technique. He played at Buford. I mean, that's, you know, it's yeah. a really good football program. He'll be a little more advanced than most kids and he's competitive. Don't be surprised if he plays a little bit next year for the Buckeyes.
0: Brian and I, after the break, are going to come back and talk more about Edric Houston because I want to dive into him possibly playing three-tech and strong side defensive end coming up after the break. This episode is brought to you by our friends... At Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps download the game time app create an account and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on college for $20 off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed so if he's 250 now and he you know for sure he's going to put on some weight let's say he's 255 let's say he gets up to 265 270 or even a little bit heavier if he gains that weight, Brian, and you know these kids down there in the south, do you think he can keep his quickness playing both three tech and strong side DM?
1: He's motivated to do it. That's this is why in-person evaluation is important. It's not just me seeing the kid. Yeah, it's having the conversations. He's a little different. It means something to him to be really good. And he was blessed. I mean, physically, you walk up to him, you go, Okay, yeah, this this is what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, yeah. But he he gets it, he wants it, and he enjoys it. When you have all those qualities together, then you can take that next step to be a great player at the collegiate level. I mean, let's not shed a tear for Ohio State here. Mm-hmm. Strength and conditioning, nutrition, all that stuff, they're going to be just fine. The question is whether or not they can get him motivated enough to wear the playbook and all the little things so they don't get burned or whatever. But look, you can't teach all the things that he that he has, and he's a motivated kid, and they need help. He's going to be given given a chance to at least, at least be in a package, like the nickel as the pass rusher on the inside or something. And then, you know, oftentimes that's how the freshmen get on the field. Ohio State's done that before. Why not him? And, again, he's from Buford. For those of you that don't know, that's one of the top ten programs probably in all of Dixie. They produce talent and they have really good coaching. He's going to come in a little more prepared than most kids. So he'll acclimate well to Ohio State.
0: I know a Buckeye fans will know Dylan Rayola, who moved there from Arizona. I believe Buford, the same school, uh, same high school that had, was a Bolden? I mm-hmm. believe he was there as well. So what other kind of talent, like you say that's a good school, good program. What kind of competition are they playing on Friday nights?
1: That county that they're in, Gwinnett, is as good as it is in the country. Okay. Top five in the country. It's right wow. next to Atlanta, and they put a ton of money into athletics there. It's the one like it's almost exactly like what you would see in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And Dallas has got oil money, but yeah. they still figure it out in Georgia. I mean, it means something on Friday. You go to a game, you to be there with some people. Uh, one of the stadiums at Gwinnett and Gwinnett is at Central. The the stadium, like the, the edge of is a castle. Literally, it's it's a castle. That's what they built as part of the stadium. It's a high school. So it means a lot. Yeah. And, and every school there has. Players going to Bama and Georgia, you know what I mean? Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, whatever. It's it's the real deal. That county is where you stop. Uh, Urban Meyer used to have a camp down. Like They they do all kinds of stuff there that's just different year-round. So he's going to come in acclimated because this is what we do every day in Georgia, and he's just bringing it to Columbus.
0: What's the immediate future, or even on next year's recruiting class, on the Buckeyes signing Edric Houston?
1: Well, I mean, if you look at the immediate future, I mean, they, they need – if you're talking about moving to 25, like what yeah, do they need? Yeah. yeah. Look, I'm, I'm just going to be blunt here. They need at least four guys up front.
0: No, you're fine. Guys. No, be as blunt as you need to be. I don't I don't
1: mind. Yeah, I mean, at least four. Depending on who's available, five or six is not out of the question. Here's where it gets funky. We both know that the portal rules the day. I have no idea what Ohio State's going to do or if they're going to adjust their NIL, etc. That's a big deal, man, because they need a little bit of help. They could, yeah, Everybody needs another pass rusher. Yeah. Everybody needs another corner, whatever. Yeah. And their O-line, I don't think it was where they wanted it to be this year. Maybe they get a tackle, something like that on that side. But if they can get four big-time D-linemen in the next class, that's got to be number one. It certainly isn't going to be a receiver. Uh, quarterback's good, etc. It's It's up front. There's no way around it. They need at least four guys. The pressure is on.
0: You know, your pressure is on, and not just on the recruiting, but I do believe Ryan Day is feeling the pressure, which is why he felt the way he did and reacted the way he did when he got the news that both Smith and Houston are going to sign. Because if he didn't get that, I don't care about the recruiting rankings and I don't care about all number two or number four, or whatever, in the in the country. All I care about is, what are you getting the guys you need? Are you develop, developing them when they get there? They're not getting the guys they need and sometimes they're not developing them when they get there. So Ryan, if he didn't get these two guys, would have felt more pressure coming into next season because not only is there a really fierce quarterback battle, Brian, there's also a need to develop guys that weren't previously being developed at the rate that they needed to be.
1: Yeah, I think part of the winning the title thing is still the you know, X's and O's aren't as important as the Jimmy's and Joe's. I get that. But there's been a few guys that haven't reached their potential as fast or they transferred out and, they're, you know, he's getting beat up about it. Michigan's beating us. They don't get as many good recruits. He's out coaching. He, he's hearing everything from Ohio State fans. What's his record, though? It's like 50-7. and seven, or I forget. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. He's a really good coach. He's just in the middle of a hyperbole-sensitive si- situation because Michigan's good right now. He signed up for it. I don't feel bad for him because he's probably making $8 million a year or whatever it is, maybe more. But at the same time, they don't beat Michigan next year. He's not going to want to be there anyway. Yeah. So he needs to figure it out. Or what we're talking about with recruiting is not going to matter. Um, I, That's why I do think if I had to lean, I think he's going to try to get a couple more portal guys to help for next season. Just my opinion.
0: I think he needs to. I, I think no matter what, even if the, even if they were, be, Buckeyes are beating Michigan and winning big Ten, big 10 championships, I think no matter what, he needs to go out there and get guys in the portal because as you mentioned, next year recruiting in at the D line position, there's a realistic opportunity for Ohio State to lose their entire starting defensive line to the NFL. Do you trust the backups to be thrust into the, the limelight Oof. to start on that on that unit offensive line? Well, it's not up to par to the standard at Ohio State. So you're losing the battle in the trenches. Brian, I don't like I, I see it. Like I think they need to get portal guys and be more aggressive in that area to acquire more talent.
1: It's hard because you don't want to screw up your locker room. And I've talked to a lot of people about this. I get it. But I'm not talking about Ohio State going all in like Ole misses right now. I'm sure you've right, seen right, it. Right. They, I mean, that's – I don't know what's going on there, but they got crazy <laughs> with the NIL and all, uh, everything else. Will that bite them in terms of chemistry, though, once they get to the season? I, I don't know. That's the concern. Yeah, Nick and Kirby, they don't mess with it much. There's exceptions, but it's not the baseline. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Ohio State's kind of taking that approach. Penn State, Notre Dame, they all have. I think that he'll stick to that, but there's got to be one or two guys, right? This guy's too good to pass up. Like if Evan Stewart wants to come, I know he's yeah. a receiver, but bro, I've seen him live. That's different. So a kid like that, especially if they get a defensive lineman or an offensive tackle, they gotta take it.
0: I'm right there with you, Brian. There was a there was a uh announcement yesterday when jeremiah mcclellan decided to flip oregon flipped him from ohio state the ohio state did not get that signing there that's a huge loss but at the same time it's something i hit on earlier based on last year's class and the guys in this year's class yes you want mcclellan but i believe ohio state will be fine at wide receiver without him
1: look I don't want to hear any bitching from any Buckeyes. About <laughs> sit down and shut up. Okay. That's the one thing I don't care. I, I understand wanting more talent by all means. If he'd have been a defensive tackle, it's a different deal. Position of need, filling needs, having balance, etc., is what they, they really have to do. They didn't come up with the numbers they needed on the D line. If they'd have lost Houston, that's catastrophic. Yeah. I mean, they, they swung and missed for a couple of years now on a lot of guys and they didn't get Jordan wild, but I mean, it's not like they're devoid of talent at running back. Right. I get it. So they'll be okay. Again, the only place I'm really worried is in the trenches, the receiver room. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. Like Jeremiah Smith is the best receiver I've ever scouted live. Yeah. Because of the the whole package on and off the field. And I didn't get a chance. I even told Jeremiah this. I said, I never saw him live or whatever but there's one Randy Moss (laughs) (laughs) and he, and Jeremiah just smiled. He didn't even say he didn't even refute it. So it was, but uh, yeah, he's, he's the complete package because of his mentality. Um, He, he competed harder. He wanted it more. He was a late bloomer, believe it or not. Uh, Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah was the smallest of that group from all those kids down there that hung out together when they were about eighth grade. And then he hit a growth spurt and then his motivation kicked in with that. And the rest is history, brother. (laughs) <laughs> so some of the photos I got of him just like snagging the ball off people's heads and stuff—it's hilarious. Yeah, it, we we joked about it when we used to go to tournaments because it was no fun to cover him. It was just more fun to shoot the ball with him on the sidelines because like kids would go out there and talk trash to him, and Jeremiah doesn't say anything. He's really quiet, but he would he would just kind of look over at him after a play after he'd score, then he'd flip the ball to the ref or something, kind of just give him the look. It's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, he's a very, very special player.
0: Brian, I hear a lot about the uh, mentality of the South Florida kids. A uh, lot of – we ha- we always hear about receivers and maybe corners that they just have this different mentality. But from every position on the football field, is that across the board? Do they all have that, I don't care who you are, I'm not here to kill you mentality?
1: South Florida has its own good and bad with that. Um To say that there's a short fuse with South Florida people is the understatement of the millennium. But uh, it's a lot of New Yorkers that live down there. It's a lot of people that just are very competitive, and it's a very crowded area anyway um, in anything. It could have been Jeremiah. It could have been anybody I was talking to. Jeremiah's a really nice guy. Yeah. I'd give him a hard time, and he he didn't care. Some of the kids, you got to be careful even just joking around with them. Yeah. They're really snappy. Jeremiah wasn't one of those. But, yeah, it didn't matter what position. He could be the punter. You know, everybody, I'm going to beat you in your face mentality. That's South Florida.
0: Coming up next after the break, Brian and I will touch on the quarterback situation at Ohio State and if the Buckeyes need to go to the portal to bring a quarterback heading into next season. This episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. Guys, that's $150 simply if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, the fun over unders and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on once again. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. This episode is also brought to you by our friends. At Billiards Plus, Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service in Central Ohio. And did you know Billiards Plus has top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties? That's longer than most roofs. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Awhston, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and the Griddle. That could very well be the last grill you own. The perfect gift for any occasion is in stock at Billiards Plus. Go big with an awesome pool table or shuffleboard table or a little more modest with a dartboard or poker table. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. And the people at Billiards Plus are the best part of the experience. Kenny, Sarah, and the whole staff will take amazing care of you. Billiards Plus, visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Brian, I've been waiting for this conversation with you for a long time. I have done a lot of shows, <laughs> a lot of shows about the quarterback situation, McCord leaving, about if Devin Brown can be the starting quarterback next year, or if Kean holds. Really haven't touched much on Aaron Nolan as far as like deep diving into that. I know he brings a different element that the other guys don't bring. However, I also realize he's a true freshman going in the next season. It's highly unlikely that Brian Day is going to start him. But do you think the Buckeyes need to go to the portal to get a quarterback?
1: If it's the right guy. Yeah. They're in a really tough spot because, number one, he needs to win next year. But, number two, you're going in blind. Yeah. I don't know if there's a good answer. And I'm a very opinionated guy, especially on recruiting. Yes. But, I mean, think about their – I mean, in today's credit, he was there at the end of the Meyer uh, situation – and once he left, he took over, they just kept rolling, right? Eventually, you're going to hit a snag. Kyle wasn't the guy, okay? But if you have two in a row, how does that end for Ryan Day and the staff? And would you even want to be here? So he's got to risk losing some of the guys in the room if he takes a portal kid. Or if he, you know, let's say he doesn't take one and he rolls with whichever one you want to pick. What if they go 10-2, and 9-3 and three during the regular season next year? you better be really damn sure if you're going to stick with the kids on the roster. I mean, that's man, that's rough. I don't think that either answer is good. Yeah. You can obviously want to pick from one of the two, but there, there it is. I don't, Aaron one is not going to be ready as a freshman? Like you said, I would assume it's Devin Brown, but he's only played a few snaps of really a meaningful football. You know, he's played in some game, but like in big moment, how many games has he really been in? been the guy to lead them on a drive. And then, you know what I mean? Like they're going blind at Ohio state. That's a high risk, brother.
0: You know, the last time I think Ohio state was in this situation where they were going into a season, not knowing who the quarterback might be, or there was a competition 2015 after winning the national championship, you had JT Barrett, who was proven Cardo Jones on a three game oh, run, yeah, yeah, yeah. but going into the offseason, it really wasn't a clear cut answer from the coaching staff if it was JT Barrett or Cardell Jones. Now, Barrett had more run, but he was a backup quarterback going into that season. Cardell Jones was the quarterback in the Big Ten Championship and then two playoff games, ultimately winning the national championship. Urban Meyer messed up the quarterback situation that year. That wasn't why they lost that game. But Urban Meyer didn't do it two years in a row. He also had a different track record than Ryan Day. So his track record was a little bit different. But Brian, Urban Meyer messed it up in 2015 didn't mess it up again. Ryan is not in a situation where he can mess it up next year, because if he does, he could be up out of town.
1: Urban Meyer is the exception to about every rule. (laughs) I mean, it is. I I know him from way back when, and I knew he was going to be a great coach, but like when Steve Spurrier left Florida, Florida fans were ignorant enough to think, well, this is just going to no. that's, that's not how that right, works. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like Ryan day's really good. He's not urban Meyer. Correct. I, I was on an Ohio state board yesterday. Like, well, this isn't what urban would have done. Well, and, and your point is like, if you're really expecting somebody to be the same as a guy, that's a Hall of fame level coach, bro. You're just going to be a miserable football fan. Yeah. It's not realistic. No, and he's still got a tremendous record. Like, you're never going to just go kick the crap out of every team you play. It's just not how it works. So I I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback, and I don't know how they're going to handle some of the offseason problem. Like, you know, we just talked about, like, D-line. Like, are they going to keep Larry Jones? G- how are they going to fix the D-line problem? They got a lot of things to fix. It's hard running a major college football program, man. It is a humongous ta- task. Ryan Day, I think, deserves more credit than he's getting from Ohio State fans. though.
0: Oh, he does. He does. I've been very critical of him for different reasons, but I do understand that if the Ryan Day's not there, there aren't many guys out there in the sport that are that Ohio State can get. That I would say, yes, get that guy. Fire Ryan Day. Like you're not going to be able to do that because Ryan Day's a really good coach. You mentioned some of those areas that Ohio State is going to have to answer some questions in the offseason as far as talent and who's going to be at the at the top of the depth chart in different positions. Ohio State lost a couple running backs, one in Myan Williams to the NFL, one in Chip Trainham to transfer portal to Kentucky. Henderson might be gone as well. You also lose Evan Pryor, who really didn't play much, so that's not saying you're losing a guy that gave a lot of production. You're either left with down Hayden and Henderson going into next year or Hayden as your RB1, and really nobody proven as your backup. Do you think at that position, we hit quarterback already, do you think the Buckeyes need to go to the portal at the running back position?
1: Running back is one I think you should always consider it. Uh, let me give you an example. If there's a guy in another program that somebody on your staff has familiarity with, you recruited him or whatever, that is going to be a fifth-year guy that's got 50 carries in his career and is a good blocker, you should at least consider it. How they carry themselves and everything is important because running back goes through a lot of attrition. Yes, Alfred in that room has seen a lot of it in the last two years. That's for yeah. darn sure. So I think you should always consider it, but I mean, it, you know, Travion and some of these guys walking out the door, it's, you're not going to get Travion Henderson to walk in the door from somewhere else. I right. get that, but that doesn't mean you can't get Hayden some help. He's really good, yeah. but he's not that kind of explosive. I mean, Henderson shot out of a cannon. So yeah, I think they should take one. It's Ohio state. How hard can it be to sell? I would think they wouldn't have a very hard time, at least in yeah. my opinion.
0: I don't think so either. Brian, do you have any last comments about this year's recruiting class in 2024? Hit on a lot of guys already, but maybe you have some more thoughts about the class Ohio State brought in this cycle.
1: I think it's a little bit underrated, as goofy as that sounds. Yeah, Ohio State, like, well, why didn't we get this kid? Why did, think about this. They missed on two or three guys in key spots, okay? O-line, D-line, whatever. And they still had a top five class. I don't want to hear it from Buckeye fans. Like, I know they bitch and moan about all kinds of stuff, but like you missed on guys and had a top five class and signed the number one receiver in the country. It's not that bad. You know, you're going to be a top 10 program at worst over the next few years. Don't cry a river here.
0: Love having Brian on the show. You can follow him on X at FBScout underscore Florida. Follow me on the same platform at JStevens07. This is the last show. Once again, said it earlier in well before Christmas, we'll be back after Christmas on the 26th, getting Buckeye fans ready for their matchup with Missouri in the Cotton Bowl.